Nyata, Alison here, from a little church in southwest Victoria called Sanctuary. According to Jesus, there are two kinds of food, two kinds of eating. There's a food which perishes and the food which endures. One, we eat of the created goodness, plants and animals which we rip into with our teeth and chew and swallow, and they're absorbed into us so that we might live. The other, we eat of Christ, ripping in with our teeth and chewing and swallowing, and Christ is absorbed into us so that we might live beyond simply being alive. The first food provides vitamins and minerals, calories and fats. The second, transformation and wholeness, wisdom, fulfilment. The first grants fullness of stomach here and now. The second, fullness of life in time beyond time. And in John's Gospel, these ways of eating are intimately related, and they point to the care of the whole earth. For the Gospel is all about incarnation. You know chili con carne, right? That just means chili beans with meat. Carne means flesh, and incarnation means enfleshment. It means wrapping meat and muscle, sinew, bone around the word which was with God and which was God and which is the source of all life. Incarnation, enfleshment, is how God chooses to come into the world. And we were told of this at the beginning of John's Gospel. As it says, the word became flesh and lived among us. So it's central to our faith that in the word made flesh, that is Christ, we encounter the spiritual and the material, the human and the divine, heaven and earth, perfectly integrated, perfectly whole. And that when Christ is our meat, then we too become integrated. We too become members of a world made whole. It sounds simple enough, but it's difficult to get. Our modern Western world has a flattened imaginative landscape. Not many of us expect to encounter water spirits or bundle on our daily stroll. Not many of us sing with the whales or talk with the trees. For many in our society, an eagle is just a bird. A tree is just a tree, a job is just a job, and the Bible can be explained in flat, literal terms without hyperbole or poetry or cultural context. Any mysteries are ironed out, explained away, or simply ignored. Paradoxically, in this same world, when people do get religious, it all gets very spiritual. Worship becomes an eyes-shut, pristine encounter with the divine, while people outside the faith, and even within it, seem to spend a lot of time sending good vibes and thinking positive thoughts and visualising themselves as radiant beams of pure energy. Too spiritual to chomp on a fried chicken wing or to do a big stinky poo. In other words, the modern West is an historically weird and strangely literal society in which the material and the spiritual are largely divorced. Judaism has prayers for every moment of the day, for waking up, eating breakfast, having a bowel movement, starting work. We mostly pray at church on Sundays. Faith and life are largely uncoupled, and our experience of reality is thin. We can eat bread, and see only bread, and we don't even see that if we're scrolling on our phone while we're eating. 
We rarely sense the life force which germinated the grain. We don't think about the winds and rain which caressed it. We forget the harvest and the milling and the baking. We forget that grain is given by the one who opens her hand at the right time and satisfies the needs of every living thing, according to the psalmist. Instead, mostly to us, it's just bread. Similarly, we can drink water and see only water and think nothing of it. We gulp it down, blind to the rain which fell in the Otways, which ran through mountain ash and tree fern, soaking the soil, forming rivulets and filling creek and river, which form our water supply. We forget that it's a gift of the one who opens a storehouse of the heavens to send rain in due season, as we hear in Deuteronomy. Instead, mostly to us, it's just water. And we can follow Jesus and see only Jesus. We can admire him as a teacher and tell his stories and observe how his suffering provides a model for our own. We can love diverse people, even our enemies. And we can reject violence just as we see him do. But we rarely sense the spirit which animates his life and triumphs over death which was breathed into his disciples and every one of us, and which surges through the world even now. We forget that he is the word of life enfleshed. He is heaven and earth reconciled. Mostly to us he is just a storyteller, well worth a listen every now and then. My friends, Jesus is on to us. He sees this unenchanted world that we live in, so flat and so grey, so lacking in awe and wonder and gratitude, so full of plastic packaged bread and processed chicken nuggets which we gobble down without paying the least scrap of attention. And he is doing everything in his power to teach us and heal us and even shock us out of this great divorce of spirit and flesh, this great separation of people from the rest of creation. He is inviting us into the thick reality of incarnation, in which everything in this world is multi-layered, and even the most ordinary things radiate deeper realities. He's doing this in John chapter 6. As we heard a few weeks ago, in Jesus' hands, a small boy's lunch is turned into abundance. Five loaves and two fish feed a hungry crowd and the leftovers enable Sabbath rest. Later, Jesus introduces the two forms of eating, the food which perishes and the food which endures. The bread which feeds only bodies perishes, but he himself is bread. He endures, as do those who eat of him. In this teaching, the two forms of eating remain somewhat separate, one physical, one spiritual. But then, as he tries to shock us out of our stupor, he links the two. He becomes flesh that must be gobbled up in the way a wild animal tears at its food. His blood that must be drunk. He's a steak cooked rare, dripping with juices, to be bitten, torn, chewed, swallowed and digested. He's the marrowbone of life, to be sucked clean. He's to become one with us, bone of our bone, flesh of our flesh. Through this vivid and visceral imagery, Jesus is saying he wants all of us, 
and he wants all of us to be shaped by all of him for he came to heal and reconcile all things not just our ideas not just our morals not just our niceness and our goodness but every aspect and every action of our lives so if we want to know fullness of life we can't simply listen to Jesus teaching we can't simply agree with his ideas we can't even just follow his example as difficult as that may be instead we must consume him and we must be consumed by him our faith is not an intellectual or even a spiritual exercise divorced from bodies or material things instead as his flesh and blood become one with ours we too are integrated body mind and spirit we too become whole and because this is a gift for the whole world not just for individuals not just for humans we are integrated also into human community and into the community of all creation last week the intergovernmental panel on climate change released a devastating report Building on previous year's work, hundreds of scientists across multiple countries examined thousands of research studies, and the evidence is irrefutable. Significant warming is unavoidable and unmistakably the work of human hands. Our way of life and the systems and structures which support it are irreparably damaging the web of life to which we all belong. The sins of Eden have caught up with us by which I mean our refusal to live within God-given limits, our rejection of right relationship with God and land, our warping of the calling to be stewards, for we have chosen instead to dominate. We ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and then we chose evil, we chose death. But we are not dead yet. There is still time to limit warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius and every fraction of a degree makes a difference. And the table beckons and with it the promise of fullness of life, a promise held in bread, wine and water and in every thing of this earth. For all life is sign and sacrament of the God who chose enfleshment and who makes us whole through bodily actions and material things. So in a moment we will move to the table, there to contemplate the mysteries. May loaf and cup, COVID cracker and wine and water reveal to us Christ's self-giving love, his flesh and his blood given for the life of the world. As we consume them, let us be consumed by them. May they lead us back to river and rock, field and forest, grain and grape and agriculture and all that came into being through his precious word. And since Christ has dealt with sin once and for all, healing the sins of Eden and righting our relationship with God's good earth, let us keep turning away from domination and to servanthood. Let us turn from lonesomeness to community, from fragmentation to wholeness, from isolation to belonging to one another 
and to the earth. And as we are called, let us take urgent action to care for the earth. There are two paths, passivity and action, evil and good, death and life. Let us choose Christ. Let us choose life. Our membership in the community of creation depends on it. And now may the God who sets a table in the desert, who feeds multitudes from a child's generosity, who feeds you with his own flesh and blood, nourish and sustain you and continue to transform you into the very image of Christ, the bread of life. With Christ as your source and centre, go love and feed and care for the earth. In the name of Christ. Amen. At our service, this was followed by a conversation about some possibilities for our local congregation regarding climate action. If you are looking for some practical actions or also some biblical reflection, we would direct you to the Tear Fund website. And did you know there's always more to read on our website? That's sanctuarybaptist.org. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. If you'd like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal, and you can find the details for this on the website. This recording was made on the lands of the Eastern Ma Nation, where wattle trees bloom in the winter time, and the land shimmers with reflections of the sky. This earth is good. Peace be with it, and peace be with you. Amen. <laughs>